Yeah, here we are. Another day. It's Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. My name is Mike. I'm your host. Welcome to this FBTV podcast. Every Wednesday we get together for half hour, maybe a little bit longer. Big news today. We're going to get right into it. Fuel. What's up, man? You been at the pump here the last day or two? Fuel prices, crazy. Fuel prices, diesel, up 39 cents a gallon from last week. What's the deal? What do you think? Well, Biden went, got on his knees. Please, please, please pump up production. And uh, what did they tell him? No, no, go home. <laughs> and here we are, diesel 522 a gallon average. An average per gallon, this according to the EIA this week. Last week, uh, it was 39 cents cheaper. AAA has it at 516, so they're in the ballpark, EIA and the uh, AAA. A week ago, AAA had it at 486, same period a year ago. This time last year, you were paying an average of $3.59 a gallon for diesel. Two years ago, Sit down for this. Sit down. I'm telling you, this is going to tick you off. Did Mave 240. Two years ago, just two short years ago, 240 a gallon on average is what we were paying at the pump for diesel. Yeah. And next month is November, the elections. Big changes? Boy, we hope so. We got we to gotta get some relief here. Economists, I, I, and they're talking heads. You can never really put stake in what they're saying. But I've seen reports that uh, we're, we're headed that way, and it's going to be bad. And this can all change if Washington wakes up. There's no reason for this. We all know it. Yeah, there's going to be a little bit of uh, price increases and things like that here and there, but this is just ridiculous. I mean, just stupid. Gasoline, three ninety one a gallon. Up 13 cents from a week ago. Uh, AAA has it at 392. A week ago, they had it at 381, so about the same. Same period a year ago, gasoline at the pump, 317 per gallon. Two years ago, sit down, here we go, 205 a gallon. 205 a gallon, two years ago. What's happened in the two years since? Yeah, I don't have to tell you. You, you probably already know. Anyway, started out with that. It's crazy, man. Flat out nuts. Oh, hopefully it, uh, hopefully it'll get right side up before too long. Hopefully next month after the elections, some people will come to their senses. If you know what I mean, start doing things like they should or better for the country, not just for their own, uh, desire. Anyway, don't get me started. October 12th. Today is Emergency Nurses Day. Top spinning day. Yeah, you know the top she played with as a kid. Farmer's Day. And my fave, pulled pork day. Pulled pork. Man, it'd be a good day for pulled pork. Temperature still not too bad here. Rain has moved in finally. Sunny 72 right now as we are. Recording this podcast, going to be up to 85 today, but it's going to take a turn. Next week, we're going to be in the 60s for high, 30s for lows, so just around the corner. I want to remind you, too, every Tuesday, uh, YouTube, 
look for our fuel and rates update video. Matter of fact, I think one's going to be dropping there today. Uh, today's impossible question. 25% of renters say they uh, say this is more important than having a washer and dryer in their apartment. Ah, youngsters. They still like going to the laundromat. I, I remember, you know, I, I, it didn't bother me in the beginning when I was young, out on my own for the first time. If the uh, had a washer and dryer or not, I couldn't afford a washer and dryer. But I got tired of laundry mats. I mean, having to go to wherever the laundry mat was. I'm not talking about on premises. I'm talking about apartments that didn't have laundry mats at their facility. On grounds, you know what I mean? And after the first apartment I lived in that didn't have a laundromat, boy, any apartment after that, it had to have a laundromat on the premises. And oh, when I bought my first washer and dryer for my own apartment, my own place, I wondered why I hadn't done it a long time ago. But anyway, 25% of renters say this is more important than having a washer and dryer in their apartment. Ah, to be young again. What is it? We'll get back to that here in a little bit. Okay. What is going on? Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about uh, <clears throat> ATRI. American Transportation Research Institute. ATRI for short. ATRI? Anyway. Predicting truck crash involvement research study. It's been released, and here we go. The 2022 update to the group's predicting truck, predicting truck crash involvement research study also found that uh, female drivers generally exhibit better safety performance than men and included a list of states with the best safety records. All right, we'll get to those states here in a little bit. The report, which was based on data from more than 580,000 individual driver records, found that commercial truck drivers who have committed any of the following, a failure to yield right-of-way violation, a failure to use or improper signal violation, or have a reckless driving violation, are more than 100% likely to have an accident than drivers who have not committed the same violation. Now, with all due respect, that's kind of uh, common sense, isn't it? Anyway, reviewing these behaviors individually, ATRI, again, American Transportation Research Institute, found that a failure to yield right-of-way violation increased the likelihood of a crash by 141%. Up nearly 40% from last report, conducted in 2018. A failure to use or improper signal conviction increased crash likelihood by 116%, 41.5% increase from 2018 to 2022. A reckless driving violation increased crash likelihood by 104%. That, however, was an 8 0.8% decrease from uh, 2018 to 2022. More broadly, the report found that drivers who have a, had a problem or no, ha had a previous accident <laughs> are 113% more likely to have another. 
a figure that is 28.4% higher than the previous report in 2018. They do too many studies. Somebody pays for them, they do them, they sell them, they do whatever. What about the people that didn't get caught? This is only for the people that got caught. If you get caught, <laughs> if you got caught doing one of these violations, these numbers are referring to you. If you did these violations and you didn't get caught, I guess you're in the clear. Now, everybody should be driving safely. I just, sometimes some of these studies just uh, crack me up. I get it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it is what it is. I'm sure insurance companies will use them, you know. All right. I uh, said the, uh, included a list of states with the best safety records. Are you ready for this? According to the American Transportation Research Institute, the 10 top 10 safest states at number 10, Michigan. At number nine, California. Mm. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever driven in California, you might scratch your head on that one. A couple of them in here. Number eight, Illinois. Number seven, PA, Pennsylvania, Georgia. And number six, Massachusetts. And number five in the list of uh, top 10 safest states. And I'm scratching my head on that one too. Number four, Arizona. Number three, New Mexico. Number two, Indiana. And at number one, Washington State. Listed as the number one safest state to drive in. What do you think? If you're, you're out on the road all the time, if you're a driver... I kind of don't agree with that list, but hey, who am I, right? Hey, having a birthday today. Happy birthday to you. Remember, you can send us the information for your birthday or a loved one that may listen to our podcast, and we'll say happy birthday to them. Really be a surprise. If you're born on this day, you're in pretty good company. 1947, Chris Wallace, Mike's son, was born. 1950, Susan Anton, born on this day. She's 72 today. Can you believe that? Wow. I remember, I'm old enough to remember, was she an angel? I don't remember, but I remember it was a big deal there back in the uh, 80s. Anyway, Hugh Jackman, X-Men, Kate and Leopold. He's 54 today. Kirk Cameron, remember Grind Pains, Mike Seaver. He's 52 today. This day in history, back in 1933, bank robber John Dillinger escaped from a jail in Allen County, Ohio. 1942, in one of his radio fireside chats, President Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, recommended the drafting of 18 and 19-year-old men. I had to register for the draft. The draft had ceased by the time I turned 18, but they still required you to register for it. Do they still do that? Probably. I don't know. 73, Ford, Gerald Ford replaced Agnew as the vice president. And we know what happened after that. He became president after Nixon was, uh, well, left office. He quit. If you haven't realized, it's the holiday season right around the corner. Matter of fact, the uh, holiday tree is going to be moved around going to Washington, D.C. out there in Carolina. So I was reading about that earlier today. 
If you're looking for one of those one-of-a-kind gifts, check out our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. The uh, new FBTV podcast mug is available. You can check it out. Special pricing on it right now, too. Order them right there from our website. It'll be uh, sent to the address you specify, and you'll get it in time for Christmas, obviously. Here's something from our Did You Know department. has absolutely nothing to do with trucking or transportation or freight brokering. When it comes to our favorite desserts, what do you think is number one? Cake. Cake is number one at 32%. Ice cream, number two at 21%. Cupcakes at number three at 12%. I know cupcakes are a big deal. I know there's bakeries out there that specialize in the cupcake stores in some cities. I like cupcakes, but my granddaughter, she had a birthday and we got her, you know, some cupcakes, birthday cupcakes. And man, they were just so messy. You know, I got a mustache. Yeah, that icing went all over my mustache. They were good, but it is what it is. Cookies, 4% at 10 per, or number four, rather, at 10%. And pie comes in at number five at 9%. I like pie. And we're getting into that pie season. Pumpkin pie. What's your favorite pie? I like cherry pie. Cherry pie. Anyway, speaking of holidays, according to a holiday survey, 85% of parents say it's really not Christmas until they buy batteries. <laughs> I'll put you in the Christmas spirit. Batteries not included. Now, here's something kind of crazy. This does have to do with transportation. We were talking about safe states and things like that a moment ago. 7% of drivers say they don't use a turn signal. They bragged about it. In a study, they said, no, don't use it. When asked why, they said, because it builds excitement. Yeah, you can't fix stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, you already knew this. Doctors themselves are the ones most late for a doctor's appointment. And you ever see that squirrel running around your front yard, maybe in a park? They run around, they stop, they stand up, they're looking around. Know why? They can't remember where they hid half their nuts. That's true. Somebody actually did the research to come up with that. (laughs) If you go to your pantry, open your cabinet, see what's in there. According to this study... The number one food you will find in your pantry is going to be macaroni and cheese. All right, a couple of days from now, starting on the 14th, if you're driving a truck around Colorado, checkpoints going to be set up. Three Colorado chain law checkpoint dates are planned. <clears throat> First one coming up in two days, October 14th, CSP Colorado State Patrol targeting and ticketing CMV drivers who do not comply with the state's chain law requirements. During these uh, three planned enforcement checkpoints this month, CSP's Golden uh, Division will partner. What is their Golden Division? Anyway, immaterial. I'm reading something into it that has nothing to do with what I'm I'm thinking. Golden Girls, okay? (laughs) Their Golden Division will partner with the Colorado State Patrol Port of Entry and Dumont and the Colorado Department of Transportation will be setting up a series of chain law checkpoints near Georgetown on I-70 at mile marker 228. 
All right. October 14th, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. October 17th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. October 26th, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. CSP says that all CMV drivers will be required to obey safety signage directing them to the checkpoint. If a CMG, uh, why am I having trouble talking today? If a CMV driver fails to stop, trooper's going to be set up specifically to stop and ticket you, so comply. The Colorado Department of Transportation requires that commercial vehicle drivers, uh, GCWR, GVWR of 16,001 pounds or more, traveling on, and this, this would include you, RV transporters, to keep this in mind, Traveling on I-70 between mile markers 133 and 259 carries sufficient chains from September 1st through May 31st of each year. A little story about Colorado. There was uh, one year I was driving. I was in the big truck. And, man, I used to tell her, it snowed everywhere I go. Everywhere I was going, everywhere I went, it snowed. Just snowed. You could count on it. And it got owed. It got owed quick. I used to tell people, yeah. Weathermen call me to find out where I'm going so they know where to uh, predict snow. Finally, March came around. And I thought, finally, finally, going to get out of this snow. I love going to Colorado. Biggest snowstorm in Colorado I've ever been in. Got up there. They said, yeah, March is a big month for snow in Colorado. Go figure. So the May 31st of each year does kind of make sense. Anyway, for your information, the penalty for CMV noncompliance, driving restrictions up to $500 fine plus a $79 surcharge. But if you are blocking any traveled portion of the road, it's going to be $1,000 plus a $157 surcharge surcharge. I was up in uh, Washington state. I think I told you this story before, maybe a while back. Wasn't supposed to be up there. I think their chain law was, or carry law was around November or something like that. End of October, whatever. Anyway, whatever it was, I was up there a day late. I should have been gone, but I couldn't get gone. And, uh, but they let me go with a warning. Those that that's pretty good of them. Hey, if you've been keeping up with this, uh, railroad stuff, uh, one of the large rail union has rejected the uh, deal. The U.S. third largest railroad union rejected a deal with employers uh, a couple of days ago, October 10th, renewing the possibility of a strike. Over half of track maintenance workers represented by the Brotherhood of Maintenance of Way Employees Division who voted opposed the five-year contract despite 24% raises and $5,000 in bonuses. Union President Tony Cardwell said the railroads didn't do enough to address the lack of paid time off, specifically sick time, or working conditions. Working conditions, of course, came into play after the major railroads eliminated nearly one-third of their jobs over the past six years. So, not happy. Contract not uh, approved. be interesting to see what happens there. All right, going to take a minute. We're going to talk about building relationships. That seems to be something that uh, some have issues with when they start brokering. They they get in here, 
uh, they begin making sales calls, brokering, and they continuously make the sales calls doing exactly what they feel like they should be doing to be successful. But they forget about one thing. They forget about building relationships. Now, what am I talking about? All right. First of all, if you didn't know, I'm the lead consultant at Tautoa. Check us out, tautoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. We are a transportation and logistics training and consulting firm. We uh, train, consult freight brokers, trucking companies, help people get into the industry as an agent if they wish. We have packages that include placement in our mentorship program that allows you to begin your broker operation as a freight broker agent through us under our licensed brokerage so you can begin obtaining the experience building a customer base, but that's neither here nor there. Check us out, tautoa.com. If you'd like to learn more, look at our packages. If you have any questions, feel free to uh, call me, 479-668-0838. But let's talk about building relationships. In the mentorship program, we stress how important it is to build up that customer base. you got to make a lot of sales calls. There's none of this, none of this, I'll make four or five calls today, a couple of calls tomorrow. No, you gotta you gotta think in terms of hundreds of calls a day. And I know that turns people off, but the rewards are so great down the road. No, not you're not immediately. You never, well, I never say never. It's very rare that a new freight broker will start brokering today and make money tomorrow. You got to build the business. And by building the business, you got a customer base. Now, with that customer base goes a carrier following. And over time, it starts working together. It goes hand in hand. And when you've built it up to that point, that's where you start seeing the real money. So how do we get it to that point? Well, part of it's building relationships, personal contacts. I don't understand. Yeah, maybe I do. A lot of new brokers that get into the industry, they know they got to make the sales calls, yet they don't. They know they got to have that contact, personal contact, to build a relationship, yet they don't. I mean, think about it. Your friends, it, it was through personal contact. That's why you gotta, you got to have that personal contact, one-on-one. Get one-on-one with them. I always recommend to all of my clients, once you obtain a customer, start calling them every day until they tell you not to. Or you figure out, hey, they really don't have any freight, <laughs> whichever comes first. Just call them. Hey, how you doing? Any, anything new coming up today? Anything new I can help you with? And how you doing, Jim? Oh, man, I tell you, my son, he was playing basketball yesterday. We thought he broke his ankle. I'd take him to the hospital. It turned out to be a sprain. All right. So that's one of them building blocks tomorrow. Hey, how's your son? How's that ankle? You see what I'm getting at? Now, with the relationship building process, you you really need to you really need to have that customer service. Now, what is customer service? First of all, customer service is realizing that that person you work with at that company in shipping, they can be fired for mistakes. So part of your job as a broker, if you want to build the relationship, a really good relationship, is make sure you're watching out for your shippers back, your customers back, that person in shipping. If, if you think they're making a mistake, bring it to their attention. If something is different on a load than what is normal, bring it to their attention. 
If you get the paperwork for the load and the load's delivering on Saturday, call your customer. Verify that the load can deliver on Saturday. You see what I mean? It's pretty simple. You start building that customer service along with building that personal relationship before long. Holy smoke. You're in tight. You're in tight. They're calling you. They're calling you because they want to work with you. They want you to handle their loads. So they're going to make more loads available to you. And the reason they want you to handle their loads is simply because they know they can count on you to watch their back. Got to remember, they can be fired from their job. You let a mistake goes by, yeah. No, you didn't change the date. You didn't have to call. Yeah, it's going to fall back on your customer if the truck gets there on Saturday and they can't unload because the uh, receiver is closed. Yeah, it's going to fall back on your customer. But as soon as it does, they're going to lose confidence in you. See what I mean? So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Build that relationship. Work on it every day. You just don't want to get customers and that's it. And I know so many, so many people want to just do email. You got to pick up the phone and call. You got to have that one-on-one. Okay. It's really hard to develop any type of a relationship through email. I know that there are shippers out there that don't want to deal with people on the telephone. They want you to call or email them. And you think about it, that's pretty, that's pretty silly when you get right down to it because this moving freight, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's time important. It's, it's, it's a time critical is what I'm getting at. You don't want to have to be sending emails back and forth to, Hey, you know, I got a truck for that load. Is that load still available? Then you're waiting around 15, 20 minutes, not knowing if it's still available or not, or trying to get the details and shippers. They don't give you the details on the load when they send out their load list. I, I had one customer a while back. I don't, you know, when I was brokering uh, and that I had to let go simply because yeah, they, they'd send me out. They send me out their load list to have origin destination and what they were paying, but they never told me their miles. I've even had customers send me their load list, but wouldn't even tell me the rate they were paying. I mean, you know, we got to have that information. We got to have a starting point. If you're a shipper and you're not providing that to your vendors, and I say vendors, I'm talking trucking companies and brokers, you should. You should. All right, some things you might want to know. Researchers with the American Heart Association have found that 91% of patients or parents notice their families are less stressed when they share meals together. Did that make sense to you? I think I read it wrong. Let me try it again. Researchers with the American Heart Association have found that 91% of parents notice their families are less stressed when they share meals together. Okay. All right. I was looking for something that wasn't there, I guess. When I said American Heart Association, I thought I was waiting for it to say something like, you know, have blah, blah, blah percent less heart disease. I don't know. I don't know what I was looking for. Angela Lansbury, murder she wrote. She passed away yesterday. She was 96. I didn't care to watch well i i never watched murder she wrote it was a good show i'm sure it stayed on forever but i hate to hear that uh so you know jumanji 4 is in the works be looking for that now in the you knew it had to happen someday department new zealand (laughs) cow burps 
to be taxed under a proposed rule in New Zealand. New Zealand has proposed a tax on burping farm animals and a bid to combat climate change. Come on. Yep, it's the first. The farm levy could support the county's or country's pledge, rather, to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and become carbon neutral by 2050. Give me a break. <laughs> what about the other animals? Anyway, farmers unhappy with the, I guess so, farmers unhappy with the proposal have been advised they could recoup the cost by charging more for climate-friendly products. Jeez. Prime Minister uh, Jacinda Ardern, Ardern, if I'm pronouncing that right, I'm probably not, says all the money collected from the proposed farm levy will be put back into the industry to fund new technology, research, and incentive payments for farmers. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, here's your worst nightmare if you're an animal lover. You go on vacation. While you were on vacation, you had your uh, construction worker, handyman, whatever, come in to the house to work on the bathroom. So this lady, it's a business trip she was on. She was gone for a few days, came back. Bathroom is being remodeled. And when she got home, well, she couldn't find Fluffy. Fluffy was nowhere to be found. <laughs> but she heard this faint, muffled meowing. She could hear it but she couldn't find Fluffy. The more she listened, she realized that the uh, meowing was coming from behind the wall. Yep, her brand new remodel, she, she uh, punched a hole in the drywall, <laughs> got her cat out. <laughs> uh, she said her cat was at home with an auto feeder apparently slipped into the bathroom, entered the wall while the contractor was getting paint, and left the door opened. Yeah, it's the contractor's fault. Always is. <laughs> anyway, what a deal. Hey, we do Q&As occasionally. If you got a question, feel free to email me, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Forums on our website, freightbrokertv.com. We even have a Skype app if you uh, would like. If you have a Skype app on your phone, open it up. Do a search for us, FBTV. You'll find us, Freight Broker TV. All right, should have a video, new video drop tomorrow on YouTube. Be sure to check out the uh, fuel and rates update video. That'll be uh, coming up on YouTube. But until then, hey, have a, uh, have a good Wednesday. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll talk soon. <music>